Hi, I'm Glenn. And I'm Jim. And welcome to the Backstage Show. I'll consider myself welcome. Welcome to my Skyped room, Glenn. I'll consider myself welcome. <laughs> So today we're going to talk about a rather nasty audio phenomenon known as feedback. No, no, no. Not that kind of feedback. Oh, well, that's good because that would be really annoying. Yeah, and it also would be really hard to fill a half an hour with that. <laughs> well, it's been done. <laughs> Some people again, pay tickets to go to concerts with that. <laughs> for an entire half an hour? Maybe. <laughs> yeah. But no, the type of feedback that we're talking about, of course, is feedback on a show that uh, offers you... I guess, opinions? Oh, you mean from the audience, like reactions. From the audience or from judges or from what have you. Judges? <laughs> judges, yes. Or media. Yeah, yeah, various outlets. Yes. I give your crying act a 6.0. <laughs> but uh, Sorry, I'm just anyway, imagining what... this row of judges in the front row holding up signs at the end of each scene. <laughs> I don't... No, not that kind of uh, judging. Okay. But a little, it's little bit different than that. It's all fixed. So, we have uh, touched on this topic before. You can go back to season one, episode 13, live theater part one. Well, that was a long time hear. ago. It was a very long time ago, really? which is why it's time to discuss this more detail. Okay. But that's where we discussed preparing for live feedback. Yes. Just to kind of recap from that, the fact that everything is being performed in real time means that anything can happen at any time as far as responses from the audience that the actors mm -hmm. and performers will be aware of and will have to adapt to. Yeah, and whether that's intentional feedback from the audience or feedback such as ringing phones and things like or that. Sneezing but, or coughing or other bodily yeah. function noises. Unwrapping small candies. Yes. Wow, that's some marvelous Foley work, Glenn. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but can you do some live feedback? That's pretty good, actually. Thank you. I'm, I'm impressed. I won't be able to speak for the rest of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. You'll give me a chance to talk for once. <laughs> yeah, for once. <laughs> so anyway, that, that was our episode uh, talking about you know live performance and live feedback and whatnot. But we're talking more detail about this now and how you get feedback from your particular show or uh, something a little more general for your audience feedback for your theater itself. But. Something more organized into complete sentences? Yes, we <laughs> hope. <laughs> or or random babbling thoughts, which is how we usually do this. So why change what works? You guys look like you're having a good time up there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, let's not get into that. <laughs> because we sure weren't in the audience. <laughs> let's talk about some actual direct production feedback and what forms that may take during your production such as applause or laughter yeah. or stunned silence. <laughs> <gasps> Gasping. <laughs> yes. You never know. I think I've seen some gasps or heard some gasps. Yeah, I'm sure I have. For those people who are just really into the moment and following yeah. along. I mean, particularly with those mystery shows that mm -hmm. we discussed back in our Halloween episode. Yeah. But even amongst those types of feedback, there are different ways to deliver it. It could be a polite, you know, Little chuckles versus mm -hmm. huge belly laughs versus, oh, yes. for three seconds versus, 
Hey! <laughs> yeah, it can be any The, the varying levels thing. of enthusiasm can really tell you the, the thought or the sincerity or the enthusiasm, the, the, the feeling behind it. Yeah, the enthusiasm can certainly give you a gauge of, of how much they are of how well you're being received or how poorly you're being received. I don't think I've never heard like a boo. I don't think it would go that far. <laughs> I would hope it wouldn't go that far. This place sucks. Yeah. <laughs> there, there could be that, but there, there could be more, more realistically, there could be silence. There could, uh, that could be good or bad. Yeah, it could be. Depending I mean, on the I circumstances. a lot of the times silence just means that your audience is paying attention. Yeah, uh, that's exactly what I mean. Not. They're they're captivated. They're in the moment. They're following along with it. And for an actor, that can be frustrating because you can't hear any of it, and mm-hmm. you don't know if they're just doing that or if they're asleep. Exactly. It's, they're in it's the dark. Hard to tell. It's hard to tell whether the silence means, as you said, that they're just not paying attention and their mind is wandering or they're napping or whatever, <laughs> or if they are just completely wrapped. And I think that's. One of the joys of directing is when you're sitting out in the back of the audience, you can look around and you can see what exactly that silence is. Yeah, or if the if they're whispering to the person next to them, trying to figure out what's happening. Yes. <laughs> what is happening? Go ahead, I set you up. <laughs> <laughs> How did that become our catchphrase? <laughs> it's a good one. <laughs> yeah, it is. So it, it it silence, I think, is often a good thing. I think more often than not, it's people paying attention and figuring out what is happening and, and what have you. It's more often that than, you know, mass napping. Yeah, don't underestimate the silence. Yes. Silence can be golden. And it can also be deadly. <laughs> <laughs> so in addition to the more typical audience feedback, the the laughter, the applause, the silence. There's also what many community theaters do, the, uh, at least in my mind, dreaded receiving line. There's usually a convention or a tradition where, yes, the actors at the end of the show will kind of mingle or be in a position mm-hmm. to mingle uh, and, and confront their accusers, uh, audience, <laughs> and, and get a sense of, the, the the reactions, yeah. whether it's polite hi, reactions hi, thank or thank you, thanks. For boy, coming you really hi. sucked up there. Thanks for coming. Hi, thanks. Thank you. <laughs> thank, thank you. you for thank you. Good night. Hi, thanks, thanks for coming. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> thanks. Thanks for coming out. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Boo. Yeah, <laughs> your character was That's awful. How it goes. He was a mean I, I, man. I mean, is to me, there's there's two different sides to this. The one side is getting to greet the people that you know. It's it has like you know a set time for that and and that's nice to have that on the other side there's awkwardness with strangers yeah because that's, I, that's almost a more vulnerable moment for an actor than maybe it is to be up on stage honestly to me it totally is because i i am very much an introvert and I, while i'm sure i could give a speech in front of a lot of people i wouldn't have necessarily a problem with that when i'm on stage it's not me when i'm forced to greet the audience that is me, and me doesn't want to be there. Yeah, and it's it's not just the the normal you; it's the you that has to, you know, put on a face and be mm-hmm. pleasant and outgoing and welcoming and expressing gratitude, which hopefully right. is sincere. It, I mean, it is. It's not come that I'm, to see you perform. Yeah, 
it's not that I'm not grateful for these people and it's not that I am not happy that they came out, but I don't necessarily need that one-on-one with them. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I would prefer to just disappear into the character and have my, the work that I've done stand on its own without me having to then back it up or. But, but Glenn, what if a bunch of people want to hound you for your autograph? Were you going to turn them away? Slip out the side exit? I think I, I think that happened once. I think I actually was asked to sign a program once or really? twice. Really? Yeah. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> I think it was a kid. <laughs> I don't remember. The impressionable youth. Yes. Have you ever had or seen audience members react to somebody's character? Like, you're an awful man. Oh, they've done that with me. You know, in terms of... I've played bad guys before. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not reflecting on you as a person. It was... They only yes. see you as the role you just played, and they're transferring that on you directly. Precisely. Have you ever been recognized outside of the theater for a role you've done? No, I can't say that I have. That happened to me once. I'm pretty forgettable that way. <laughs> well, oddly enough, the only time it ever happened was when I played the White Rabbit in Alice in Wonderland. Were you late? Were you running late that day? <laughs> no, I think I was in uh, I was in a department store or something. So I was like, "Hey, you're the White Rabbit." Like, uh, well, not right now, but now I'm just Glenn. <laughs> and then you should have looked at your watch. Oh, I'm late. Yes. <laughs> Gotta run. <laughs> that should have been my only right. You're the white rabbit. Look at my watch. I'm late. And then just leave. <laughs> Anywho. So, yeah, there's the receiving line. That's another way to get some feedback. But I think in addition to the awkwardness felt by the actors, I think a lot of times the audience feels a little awkward because what are they going to do? They're not going to come up to you and go, wow, that show really sucked. Yeah, they're not going to tell you you suck to your face. Yeah. At worst, as you've said, they're just going to go, you really look like you were having fun up there because we sure were. That was quite the adequate, mediocre performance you gave, sir. Yeah. <laughs> the set looked great. You exuded adequatulence. Thanks for doing that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so those are Renee's yeah, line. Uh, yes. You can refer, ba- refer back to season two for that one. So that's the kind of feedback you're going to get from your audience on the receiving line. But y- you can also solicit feedback, more general feedback, that's not specific for you know a particular show or production. And you how can, might you do that, Glenn? Well, one of the ways that some theaters do it is questionnaires. Ah, yes. I have filled out at least one questionnaire for a theater. I think I've filled them out. I think I've been asked to design them, too. I think I've done some help with with getting the questions and whatnot. So you have to determine what you're going to ask on the questionnaire. And, and also, you don't want like a questionnaire handed out after every single performance of every single show. In my experience, the questionnaires did not particularly pertain. That's easy for me to say. Did not particularly pertain to the show I was coming to see. It mm-hmm. was more questionnaires associated with what in general do you want to see this theater do in the future which kind of yeah. alludes to our last episode in some ways as far as the evolution but mm-hmm. it, it's more gauging a sense of what do audiences like what do they dislike what do they want to see more of what do they want to see less of what are they open to what are they not open to right again not really so much related to the specific show just probably the same questionnaire that they would give to every audience coming to see every performance of every different production. I think that's more theater feedback than production feedback. Yeah, I can't recall an instance where I know of that uh, there were questionnaires associated with that particular show. 
I believe Forge does that now because I think their awards, their uh, golden anvils that they do at the end of the season, I think they are now audience determined. So I think... How did it used to be? It used to be uh, membership, membership voting. Okay. Yeah, there, there was a, a poll sent out to the membership. Okay. A ballot, rather. But yeah, I, I do think that that's a more general theater thing rather than a specific production feedback. Mm-hmm. But then it's just a question of what you even do with that feedback. And I think it's only going to relate back to the theater, as you said. I don't think it's going to relate back to the specific show. Yeah. Interestingly, I think that probably the most telling feedback that theaters get from a show is attendance. Mm-hmm. And yeah. there's a tendency to judge the success of the show on the attendance, obviously. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're not getting the audience in there, if you're not getting the butts in the seats, then your show hasn't really done that well, and that might be a sign that it wasn't good. Right. Then you don't consider your show to be successful, and you that's kind of negative feedback in a way that there weren't enough yeah. people coming to see it. But that can also be just a choice of show thing, and that's a little different than quality of show. Yeah, choice of show and other circumstances like timing. Mm-hmm. But that is a way to get feedback and and certainly gauge whether that's the type of show you should be doing or the time of the show you should be doing or the director you should be giving a show to. I mean, that's the problem with attendance. You don't really know what's affecting it. Well, I can say that as far as relating to both attendance and perhaps show-specific feedback would be Mm -hmm. situations where somebody walks out during intermission on a particular show. Yeah, that's usually a bad sign. That's kind of a telling feedback to say that that particular audience member did not care for your show. Yes. Have you had that happen with anything you've been involved Um, with? I'm pretty sure. I can't recall Mm -hmm. specific examples, but I think it's happened on at least one or two different productions I've been involved with. First show I ever did in community theater that happened. Okay. They walked out. It was that was all in the timing, as regular listeners are well aware. And during the first little vignette, uh, there was some I don't know questionable language, I guess, mm-hmm. and or questionable content. And the audience member did not like it, so they walked out right, basically across the stage to get out because the stage was between the audience and the exit. Yeah, and let the director who was sitting waiting to perform cues in the lobby, let them know in no uncertain terms what they thought about the show. (laughs) Well, there's your audience feedback. So that's certainly some direct feedback. Yeah. (laughs) I I believe I recall hearing of similar situations where in a more traditional theater arrangement, if somebody had to walk out of the house and go through the lobby to leave, and Mm -hmm. maybe somebody who was still in the lobby kind of got the earful of what they didn't like about the show and why they were leaving. Yeah, I mean... I, I guess in that sense, at least you're getting a reason, but In usually, no uncertain terms? <laughs> I think for somebody to walk out in the middle of a production, usually their feedback is not going to be very uh, useful. That's kind of a bold statement, I suppose. I, I just feel like that is such an... To walk out in the middle of a production is such an emotional thing to yeah. do that they're clearly leading with their emotions. Right. And if they were to then go home, sleep on it, and send an email the next day. They might be able to word their opinions and their reasons for leaving a little bit better than if they just mouth off in the lobby. Right. But uh, in some cases, we're kind of using theater to elicit an emotional response from an audience. So This is true. It kind of comes with the territory. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it backfires. Mm-hmm. 
So other than audience feedback, you might get uh, adjudicated feedback. That's a big word. Adjudicated, yes. I, I, you know me, I like those $5 words. <laughs> that, that can take place, uh, the adjudication can take place from several different sources. Uh, you might have actual judges that the theater has arranged. You might have um, media. You might have you know, online media. When would that come... I'm sorry to interrupt you, but when would that come up other than, say, the one-act festivals that Barley Sheaf has done that, like, judges? Barley Sheaf has judges that come to every single production. Really? I was yes. not aware of that. Yeah, they have—they uh, also give out awards at the end of the year, and the judges are the ones that determine most of those awards. And they also—they uh, fill out a form for every single production, um, and they send those forms to the director, and the director can read through them and get their feedback. So this is what I've been missing out by not really concentrating my efforts in theaters that have awards. <laughs> There's no judging. Well, uh, so, I mean, I, I the awards are certainly part of it, but at least supposedly the, the main reason for that is is to allow the directors and cast quality and crew control. to improve. It's not, it's not quality control. It's not like, well, the judges all hate you, so we're not giving you another show. It's more... The directors can see, oh, the judges were saying such and such, so I need to watch out for that on my next production or something. And I think that's one of the the things that you have to keep in mind when you are dealing with these judges is they're judging your current production, but it's too late to change that current production. Usually that is the case. I will give an example of, mm-hmm. and this wasn't with judges, but this is with was with the reviewer, which I guess we'll get into, or we could... Talk well, about I mean, reviewers it's, it's, first, and then I can come back to this story. It's, I mean, it's kind of all lumped into the same thing, so go ahead. All right. Well, there are situations where it is not uncommon for, say, a reviewer of a local publication to come see the show, and it's usually a case of somebody f- involved with the production finds out about it that this person is coming, maybe yeah. even knows when they're coming, which might not actually be an actual performance. It might be a a dress rehearsal possibly in certain circumstances maybe but it's usually early on in the run otherwise there's really not much point to it but at any rate they're representing a local publication it's sort of walking a fine line between maybe you know helping create publicity for the show on one level but also trying to evaluate the show on another level however maybe not evaluating it too harshly right. or as harshly as say a more professional, business-minded, say, Broadway-type environment would do, perhaps. Right. It's a little bit gentler in that regard, usually, I think. I, um, I do think that any of the you know local papers or, or online media or what have you, when they do come to review, it is a little more... It, it seems to be more for publicity than mm-hmm. to really evaluate the show. Right, right. It's not going to be overly critical, I would say. Generally not. Yeah. Now, here's here's the story I will get into. Yeah. A reviewer of a show that I had directed, and I won't go into specifics, but made a comment about, and I think this is maybe more of a reflection of the reviewer, made a comment about mm-hmm. one of the actors had noticeable body art that was visible. Okay. And the reviewer found this distracting. Yeah. I guess, given the context of the show and, and that kind of thing. And... The person upon whose body the art was placed w- got really sensitive about it and was really self-conscious about it and hmm. took it upon themselves to actually make a minor costume change to cover up 
Uh, I have. I did not necessarily encourage this. You know, I felt bad for the person feeling like that they were causing the show to be a failure over it. Yeah. You know, maybe it was being a little overly sensitive or I, I didn't see it that way, that it was bringing down the whole show. Yeah. Uh, I thought if the reviewer felt that way, then that was kind of their problem. But it had the effect of the person wanting to alter the costume mm-hmm. to cover that up, at least for scenes where they could. And I okay, suppose that could fine. be deemed useful. Yeah. So that was a case where, yeah, it kind of did lead to a change in the show, a relatively minor one, right. I think. But I suppose in other circumstances, somebody could take the review and m- react to it if they did find that it was easy to do or were willing mm-hmm. to take that on. I'm finding most reviews that I see the show is more than halfway through. Okay. A, a lot of times the local papers, when they're covering productions, will just cover it while they're in rehearsal and basically just report that this show is coming out. This is what it's about. Mm-hmm. Maybe they'll ask the director a couple of questions or something. Yeah. But it's pretty yeah, rare. It, it used to be more common that I would see actual reviews, but I've, I'm finding it more and more rare. It's more online that I'm seeing the reviews now. Oh, the bloggers? Basically, yeah. Okay. But on local forums or message boards, I guess? Yeah, I mean, I think there's a few that are actually dedicated to community theater and and do, like, I want to say B-Sharp Productions. Okay. I don't know. If if anybody is involved with that or or knows who that is, feel free to contact us, podcast at backstage.link, or if you know of any other reviewing things, we'll pass that on to our listenership. But that's, yeah, so I, I, I think it comes down to when the shows are actually reviewed is they'll give you, either they'll give you this thorough review or they'll give you kind of a, a book report overview of things. And I think the latter is a little more common now. Okay. It's just, it's hard to get thoughtful, interesting, useful reviews. I think you need to have a certain skill in order to do that. And I think that's like where Barley Sheaf comes with the judges. They actually try to get people who know something about theater or, you know, have been involved in theater and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. But even with that, there's uh, the story I always tell is I I directed, I believe when it was Boeing Boeing, we had a doorbell for that show and it was a, you know, an electronic doorbell. And initially we had the, the actual, the, the unit that makes the sound was backstage and they would hit the doorbell. I'm going, that, that doesn't, it's not loud enough. Can we put it on stage? So we kind of, you know, ran the wires over the top of the flat. And right at the very top of the flat was the uh, unit that made the sound. It's, you know, this rectangle, maybe six by eight okay. plastic thing. One of the reviews said, I couldn't read the writing on the plaque over the door. <laughs> so this is the kind of thing like, uh, okay, well, I, I I guess I can kind of get that. It had like a pattern on it but and whatnot, but... First of all, if it was important, somebody would have pointed it out or said something about it. Secondly, this was a doorbell. This is not yeah. useful information. and Not a plaque. Yeah, that, that's the story I always tell about uh, the reviews at Barley Sheaf. And one of the things that frustrates me about them is that you get a lot of information like that where it's just like, okay, what am I supposed to do with this? And, and I mean, that's a legitimate question. What do you do with essentially useless feedback? You put a plaque over it. You put a plaque over it. <laughs> Duh. Yeah, I mean, you can't. And and a lot, other than that, I've gotten stuff about, you know, the uh, the set changes were too slow or the scene didn't have enough stuff in it. Well, you know, 
the scene changes were slow because the actor took a long time to change. Mm-hmm. The set wasn't dressed up that much because we ran out of money in the production. There's always a lot of these times you get these reviews and read these things over and there's reasons for everything that gets nitpicked. Yeah, I not to in a way I think a reviewer has to consider that this is community theater. This is a yeah. group of volunteers. You're not mm-hmm. necessarily going to be comparing this to the production values of a major Broadway production or something at Walnut Street Theater or right. wherever else. So the, the reviewer has to, I think, scale their expectations accordingly. And yeah. kind of whatever their MO is, if they're just trying to be a voice of an audience member as they saw the show performed, if they're trying to maybe help get the word out there about the show, uh, if they're just considering who's involved, what are the resources involved in the production, and kind of evaluating it on those merits, then Mm -hmm. it's maybe going to be more useful or successful. Yeah. Even if it's somebody who... I think it probably is important for the reviewer to have an understanding of what goes into the production. Yeah. But it's hard. You you can't have them there for what goes into it you can't give them all the information and even if these are judges who are familiar with community theater it varies from theater to theater budgets alone can have a huge variance from one community theater to another you know one might have a budget of of like fifteen hundred dollars and another one a community theater can have a budget of ten thousand dollars for a show Wow. It happens. It happens. I mean, that's an extremely successful, dedicated community theater. No. Not in my world. <laughs> but I mean, it's certainly like, you know, five grand, four grand. I've worked with. It's not out of the question. Generally $500 to $700 budgets. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they get, they get really low and they can get to <laughs> several thousand dollars. And I did my part to make sure that that $700 set looked at least $800. <laughs> <laughs> at least 700 Canadian. Uh, <laughs> I'm stealing material here. <laughs> but I mean, I, I think these with these reviews, you kind of have to use what you can and you learn from, from the feedback that you're getting from one production can go forward to your next production and you can try to use it for that. Yeah. It, it can at least be useful in that sense. I think there's certainly a place for constructive criticism. Absolutely. Don't get me wrong. I just think that if somebody is just going to say trash a show just for the sake of doing that, then what what help does that serve anybody, yeah. really? Don't go see this pile of poo. <laughs> Stay home and watch Netflix. I think also attempts at constructive criticism need to... It's not that they need to be successful, but when you look at this constructive criticism, you need to be able to take something out of it. And a lot of times these attempts at constructive criticism, just aren't very constructive. Sorry, you almost said constructive cynicism, which I found a rather delicious phrase. <laughs> I try to be a constructive cynic. <laughs> so our, I, I guess the takeaway from this is that you you need to take everything with a grain of salt. Yeah, and probably have some level of thick skin about it, too. Absolutely. Admittedly. I mean, you can't... But at the same time, though, if you have somebody that's just praising the crap out of your show, you can't get your ego inflated either. It's a thick skin either way. Yeah, you, no, you're you're absolutely right about that. And uh, the, you know, the feedback that you're getting is no more than one person's opinion, really. Yeah, and that that is the inherent 
issue with having a reviewer too is it is one person's opinion yeah and they always say never read your own reviews or whatever but i guess because this is community theater and everybody's always trying to improve you know we're not professionals at this if that feedback is constructive criticism it can be very helpful i admittedly have historically probably not taken a lot of stock in reviews mm-hmm. for shows that i, I've I done. get I get so many of them because I do direct often at Barley Sheaf and, you know, I'm getting a half a dozen uh, thereabouts per show that I've done there. So I certainly have my share of them and I've had my problems with them off and on, mainly because their attempts at being constructive are not very constructive. But I'm kind of at a place now where I know what they're there for. I take out of it what I can take out of it and the rest I just ignore. Sometimes I find that maybe it could be sort of a rallying cry for the people involved in the production if they if there's a collective feeling that this person did not get the show then it kind Mm -hmm. of maybe inadvertently serves as a morale booster yeah (laughs) sort of a solidarity movement absolutely it's certainly good if it does that exactly there's going to be hopefully hundreds of people seeing the show and everybody's Mm -hmm. going to have a different reaction to it and different feedback from it for it and yeah, some of it's not necessarily going to be sincere. Some of it might be polite. Some of it could be really impassioned. Yeah. And maybe that's what you're looking for is just those people that you really touched the most with the performance in the show. Yeah, as long as you're getting through to some people and preferably the majority of people, then you can deem your show a success in your own mind. <laughs> and, and that's I, where it counts. And I think there are ways to tell that. Yeah, absolutely. You'll I guess know that it. about wraps it up. Yep. All right, so next week, who knows? We'll be at you with another episode. I know that much. uh, Yeah, I guess the holidays are coming. They are. We will have another holiday episode at the end of the month, another Christmas special, and a New Year's special where we can look back on the year because we haven't had enough holiday specials this season. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this this season and I guess the second season were... Yeah. Perfect opportunities to have lots of holiday specials. It's our, our even-numbered seasons have all the holiday specials. Well, if we time it right, maybe we can do an Arbor Day special sometime. There you go. <laughs> so until that Arbor Day special or whatever it is that comes up next week, uh, you can contact us if you've got comments or questions or episode ideas or whatever. You can visit our website, backstage.link, and click on Contact the Show. And maybe you feel impassioned to actually leave a review for us as well, for our podcast episodes. You certainly can do that on the uh, major podcast platforms. Leave us a review or rate us on iTunes or whatnot. Thumbs down. One star. No, no, no. Oh, 12 <laughs> stars. <laughs> I think that's Six off the scale. thumbs up. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Did you give them the phone number? So you can also leave us a voicemail or a text message by calling 267-225-8869, and we may use your message on a future episode. We may. Yes. And if you enjoy the show, really seriously enjoy the show, please subscribe if you haven't already, and please tell your friends. So until next week, I am Glenn. And I am Jim, and thank you for joining us backstage. Bye-bye. Somebody just squeaked in the floor outside. I think, Gina, if you're creeping around, Is it Luna? recording right now. Did you want to say goodnight, Gina? Yes, it's Gina. Your house is haunted. What? It's just weird. You'll be in the outtakes, don't worry. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I am recording. Alright, well, good night. <laughs> good night. <laughs>
Good night, Gina. She, she, you're on. Can't hear me, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, never <It's> mind. Just... <laughs> There's your outtake hey, quote. Anyway. Yeah. There's your outtake. <laughs> I will have to do some <laughs> <So> research. <laughs> it's the Muppet movie. I know. We don't need to analyze the line from the Muppet movie. <laughs> Okay, this this whole episode is just going to be analyzing the Muppet movie. <laughs> this has nothing to do with community theater whatsoever. <laughs> Greetings, viewers. Today, in this episode, we will be discussing that nasty, annoying feedback. Wow, they're viewing us now? Is that what I said? <laughs> Can I do that over? I wasn't prepared. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. <clears throat> Focus. Your audio and video have gotten out of sync. Really? Yes, really. You're out of sync, too. Oh. Well, I'm not just out of sync. You're out of sync. The whole system's out of sync. But anyway, no, the Some type kind of feedback kind of we're talking about. Atonal. I'm talking. These Skype things get frustrating sometimes because I feel like you keep interrupting me. Well, not now. I know there's a delay because I've heard it when you put these things together. The stuff that you give me does not sound like what I hear. Yeah, there is a delay. I have to sync things up. Yeah. It gets tricky. Mm-hmm. And I clipped. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I lost it. <laughs> I was so I broke him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> um, so there. I did umming again. Oh, you've been umming the whole time. <laughs> but it's now you look like a lifeguard. How do I look like a lifeguard? Because the the video resolution is not so great that the pencil looks really white. Oh, okay. Like whiter than you. That's pretty white. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you look at this constructive citizen criticism. Where, where were we? <laughs> this is, uh, is going to be a tough one to get through. It's <laughs> it's the backstage show after dark. Yeah. <laughs> Did you already say that? No. Okay. I, I just... Sorry. I, just, I was just a deer in the headlights. I don't know. <laughs> oh, wait. We do a different ending, don't we? What? Do we? Yeah. No, that's fine. We did in the last episodes, and we'll see you backstage. Wh- whatever. All right. Bye-bye. All right, I'm stopping this. But Statlers and Waldorfs need not apply. You know what the best part about this podcast episode is? It's over. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)